but then we remember the voice of truth, God's promises on my life, God's promises on your life, that I'm a child of God, a son of the king, the king of the world, who will forever reign. I was created in love, by love, and for love. He has an amazing plan for my life. Those voices of truth would say, I'm here for a reason. I might not be enough, but I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go further in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. All right, welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. If you're at home, don't do this if you're driving, but if you're at home, why don't you stand up, move around a little bit, get that blood flowing, stomp your feet a little bit, move back and forth. (laughs) All right, you like this groove? Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Boyd. Thank you so much for being with us today. We sure do appreciate it. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing to it. Then invite your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. All right, let's jump into it today. Today, we have a huge Bible study. This is the full deity of Jesus Christ. Today, we talk about the full deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. That may be new to some of you. You know, there's a lot of things that you can say about the Lord, but man, when you say Jesus is God, it perks people's ears up, and a lot of people don't like it. But we're going to talk about it today. Why don't we? Let's jump into it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to cling to. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation, literally means that he emptied himself. And he took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. Verse 9, therefore God has exalted him to the highest place and given him a name which is above every name verse 10 that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on the earth and things under the earth verse 11 and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father let's talk about it today the full deity of jesus christ let's pray lord give us ears to hear your word and a heart to receive it. Help us to see the scriptures. Help us to know the scriptures. Help us to learn the scriptures. Give us wisdom in the scriptures. Let us hear your word today. Let it be planted in the good ground of our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Now, we see several things in that verse. One, that Jesus is God robed in the flesh of a man. Number two, that he gave his life so that we could live. Number three, that he and he alone has been given a name. That name, Jesus, Yeshua. That name is above all names in heaven and in the earth. And every knee will bow to that name someday and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The word for Lord there is kurios in the Greek. And it means Lord, supremacy, supreme in authority, that one that controls. It means God. It means Lord. It means Master. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the Master. He is all supreme and nothing is above Him. He is the one that is in control and He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Would it surprise you to know that most of the church world doesn't really understand them? Understand this. In my opinion, we've been dumbed down by traditions of men. And we need to understand this. This isn't milk anymore, folks. This is meat and potatoes. This is the meat of the Word of God. You need to understand the full deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this may be new to a few people. But hang with me. This will be a ride in the Word of God. Write it down and study it for yourself. In the church world, because of tradition, at times because of paganism that crept into the church, and because of man's teaching and not the Bible's teaching, many times terms and terminologies are used to describe God that are not found in the Bible. Amen? This kind of preaching, what I'm doing tonight, this is not popular. Why? Because people enjoy the complacency of paddling along in their little denominational boats, never being rocked, never being challenged, and never growing in the Word of God, and never growing spiritually, just paddling along. My challenge for you today is to simply see what the Bible says, not what I say, but I want to challenge you today to see what the Bible says. Amen? Believe what it says. Call the Lord only by the terms found in this book and not by man-made terms. I don't care what Bible colleges teach. I don't care what Bible professors say. There are a lot of great ones out there, but I don't care what they say. What they say is second place to what the Bible says. The Bible, this book is the sole authority. This book is God's message to man. But so often, man pollutes God's word with his own ideologies. No, my friends, the only thing that matters is what thus saith the Lord. Come on, wherever you're at right now, why don't you just lift your hands and say, praise the Lord. Say, Lord, speak to me today. According to our scripture text, Jesus is God. According to our scripture text, he is the creator of the universe. He is Jehovah, Yahweh, robed in the flesh of man. Now, we never want to take just one Bible verse and make a doctrine out of it. So today, we will look at verses from both the Old and the New Testaments saying the same thing. There are many more that that, that I would like to give you, but we'll just look at a few today. 
understand today that Jesus was both God and man. To be the payment for our sins, he had to be man. As a man, Jesus hungered and he became weary. As God, he fed thousands with a few loaves of bread and some fish. As a man, he suffered abuse from the Jewish leaders and the Romans and was killed. As God, he was raised from the grave and carried with him the keys of death, hell, and the grave. As a man, he traveled by foot or in boats. As God, he walked on the water and calmed the storms of life with a single word. As a man, he died on the cross for our redemption. As God, he raised Lazarus and others from the dead with a word. As a man, the sin, sickness, and disease of this world were placed upon him at the cross, and he took our punishment. But as God, he healed all manner of sickness and disease. I came here today to tell you that Jesus Christ is Lord. When you see him, you see all that God is. You see God's beauty. You see God's heart. You see God's love. You see God's compassion. You see God's mercy. And you see God's goodness and love to mankind. Now I want to show you a few points today about this. Number one, the Old Covenant and the prophets predicted that the Messiah would be God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says, Behold, I will send my messenger, that's John the Baptist, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Who did Malachi say that John the Baptist would usher in? The Lord. The word here is Adon, similar to Adonai. It means the ruler, the sovereign Lord, the master, the owner of everything. Malachi was saying, Behold, the master, the ruler, the owner of all that is, he will come to you. Now let's move to the book of Zechariah. Here in chapter 14, Zechariah is speaking on the second coming of Christ. And here is what he says in verse 9. Zechariah 14 and 9 and the Lord that's Jesus and the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day there shall be one Lord and his name one the scripture is obviously talking about Jesus Christ if you read the entire chapter read the chat read the chapter when you get time he uses the word Lord here for whoever is coming the word Lord here is Jehovah Jehovah this is Hebrew for God Almighty. Who was Zechariah speaking about? Paul put it this way. Paul framed it perfectly. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17. Moses said, For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who doesn't show partiality or take a bribe. He's talking about the same thing that 1 Timothy 6, 15 is talking about. Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. 
Moses wrote this and he calls the Lord the Lord of Lords, just as Paul referred to Christ. They are speaking of one in the same. So we see, I could give you many, many, many more, but we see, read Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. So, number two today, the New Covenant or the New Testament proclaims that Jesus Christ is God robed in the flesh. John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now let's jump to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Then Paul tells you the answer to the mystery. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and then received up into glory. God was manifest in the flesh. Colossians chapter 1, 14 through 17. In whom we have redemption, that's Jesus, even the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Why does it call God invisible? Because Jesus said God is a spirit. You can't see a spirit. Jesus said God is a spirit. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Verse 16, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things that we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities, and the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Verse 18, he is before all things, and in him all things consist. That's talking about Jesus, folks. There are many, many more verses we can look at, but to suffice, suffice it to say, that the New Testament teaches that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the creator of the universe. He is before all things and all things consist by him. Number three today, the New Testament teaches that everything that God is, is in Jesus Christ. Everything that God is, is in Jesus Christ. When you see him, you see all of God in a human form. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him, Jesus, of course, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Now I want to read you that same verse, Colossians 2 and 9, in the Amplified Bible. For in him... All of the fullness of deity, the Godhead, dwells in bodily form, completely expressing the divine essence of God. And in him you have been made complete, achieving spiritual stature through Christ. And he is the head over all rule and authority of every angelic and earthly power. 
Let's read the same verse from the Living Bible. For in Christ there is all of God in a human body. So you have everything when you have Christ, and you are filled with God through your union with Christ. He is the highest ruler with authority over every power. Another verse that shows that all of God abides in the body of Jesus Christ is found in John chapter 14 with a conversation between Philip and Jesus. Let's look at John chapter 14. John 14 and 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Verse 7, if you had really known me, you would know my Father as well. Now listen, listen everyone. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that it will be enough for us. Verse 9, Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been with you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? I have talked to dozens of people who have argued and debated those verses with me and said, point blank, well, well, that old religious sounding term, well, Jesus said that, but that's not what he meant. So wait a minute, Jesus Christ, the supreme truth of this universe, he didn't mean what he said? I have a question. Are we going to believe the words of Jesus Christ or are we going to believe men or denominational teaching? In 1996, I made a decision that I would believe the very words of Jesus. And I threw out all of my commentaries and all of my stuff with my man-made creeds. And I went only by the Bible. The Bible says Jesus is the visible manifestation of our Heavenly Father. He is everything God is in a human form. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh, the God of all creation, the creator of the universe, the one who threw the stars into place and he called them by name. He is God. I said, He is God. Verse 4, Jesus proclaimed that he was God and Messiah. John chapter 8, verse 24, Jesus is arguing with the religious rulers, debating with them. And Jesus says, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins if you do not believe that I am. You shall die in your sins. In the King James, it says he after I am, and it's in parentheses. It is not part of the original verse. Jesus said, I am. If you don't believe that I am, you shall die in your sins. What does he mean when he says, I am? Let's continue reading. Verse 58. Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was, I am. Verse 59. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Folks, they were stoning him because he called himself the I Am. He was calling himself the I Am, Yahweh, Jehovah. They were accusing him of blasphemy, equating himself with God, proclaiming himself to be God. In Exodus chapter 3, we have God calling Moses to go to Egypt. Here is part of the conversation. Exodus 3 verse 6. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. 
Verse 13, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I tell them? Listen, folks, verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Jesus proclaimed himself to be the I am, the very one who spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. In John chapter 8, that is exactly what Jesus is saying. In John chapter 4, Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well in Samaria, and he reveals himself to her as the Messiah. John 4, 25 and verse 26. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us things. Jesus said to her in verse 26, I who speak to you am he. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the one that the prophets spoke of. He is the suffering servant Isaiah wrote about in Isaiah 53. He is the one that Malachi wrote about coming to the temple in Malachi 3. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. Number five today. The book of Revelation declares over and over that Jesus is God. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 and verse 8. Behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye shall see him, even those who pierced him and all of the people shall mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Verse 8, Jesus is speaking. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. If you read on in the book, you will also see God sitting on the throne in heaven, and it is Jesus. Over and over in the book of Revelation, you see Jesus as God and King. Scholars and preachers tell us that God's nature is a mystery. Well, today, the Word of God has proven that to be false. If we simply take God at His Word, we see that His Word is not a mystery. Everything has been revealed to us through His Word. The Bible proclaims the one God in Christ. The Bible proclaims the precious deity of Jesus and His full Lordship. The Bible proclaims that He is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In Hebrew, His name is Yeshua Hamashiach, which means God is salvation. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Bible proclaims the beautiful truth of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Verse 6, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. His name is Jesus, Yeshua. His name is above all names, and at His name, every knee shall bow, both in heaven and in the earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can we worship Him today? Can we just lift our hands to the Lord Jesus Christ right now? Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you today. We thank you today. We give you honor and praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Look these verses up. Study them for yourself. Study to show yourself approved as a workman of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Thank you so much for being with us today. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it and invite your family and friends to be part of this podcast family. Until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Amen.